0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Mark Dunley. And Mark ran in 2020, no, was it 2018, 2018. right Mark? 2018. He ran for uh, a New York State controller against Tom Napoli, the Napoli and his issue was Divesting from fossil fuels. So, um, Mark, I recently read that Tom DiNapoli is going to start divesting from fossil fuels. Were you? Were you? Did you help that that movement to divest? Because you raised that issue quite vocally in 2018.
1: Thank you. Well, back in 2012, uh, I was um, a member of 350NYC, and we launched a campaign as part of the national 350.org movement to divest the uh, both state and New York City pension funds from, from fossil fuels. And I've continued to help coordinate uh, that at both the city and the state level, even though I now uh, live back up in the capital district. So three years ago, we got the uh, New York City Pension Funds to commit to divestment. It's a five-year process, so they're still in year three of that five years. And the Divest New York Coalition, which really expanded in the last few years, um, we were able in in December to get uh, Tom DiNapoli, the state controller, to to somewhat divest, he has a multi-point uh, strategy. Uh, he basically, over the next four years, is going to uh, examine the state's investments in various uh, fossil fuels. He's already looked at coal. He's now looking at, at um, uh, tar sands, and we're looking at some of the big fossil fuel companies. And those companies which fail to meet what he calls a sustainability um, climate test, Um, basically the state will divest from. And then by 2040 for the entire uh, state pension plan, he wants to uh, decarbonize the entire uh, state pension plan. So it's largely divestment and and he would contend that particularly his uh, agreement to move to a, a net zero carbon emission target For the entire pension plan, uh, which is about $225 billion or so, is probably the strongest investment plan that has taken place so far.
0: So in 2018, did you debate him on this issue?
1: Yes, we had only one debate that we all participated in. Um, and, you know, we did discuss that uh, quite quite a bit. And, that, and as you pointed out, it was really the focus on my campaign for controller. There were certainly other issues I was trying to raise uh, to improve the oversight of the controller's office, particularly the need to assert more authority versus Governor Cuomo over some of his uh, contracts um, that uh, Cuomo had been trying to hide. And as you may know, of course, some of the governor's staff people, you know, have gone to jail for, um, you know, rigging those contracts. and um, But the, we, we did debate the, the issue of divestment for fossil fuels. Tom DiNapoli, to his credit, is always, you know, he's not a climate denier. He always admitted that, um, you know, climate change was a serious problem, and he recognized that burning fossil fuels was, was you know, the major driver behind climate change. But unfortunately, he took the position that a more effective way rather than divesting from fossil fuels would be to engage in shareholder advocacy, taking the um, voting rights that the various stockholders had, like a billion dollars in Exxon, and, and using that to leverage the company to move in a more environmentally sound direction. You know, we kind of pointed out, I kind of pointed out, well, you know, there's been a half a century. Of such efforts. And in fact, they've not been successful. And so after half a century, you've got to sort of wondering why you continue uh, to do that. And one of the things I discovered during the course of the campaign over the eight years was that, in fact, it's not legal to use these so-called shareholders' resolutions to change the core business of, of the company. So you can't say to Exxon or Uh, Chevron, you have to stop, you know, using fossil fuels. You can say, you know, you should add more women, you know, to the uh, board of directors. Uh, Tom, to his credit, did work uh, to try to get Exxon to say they would stop discriminating uh, against gays. They always said they weren't doing that, but they wouldn't adopt a policy. And, you know, even when corporate America had embraced, you know, okay, let's stop discrimination against gays, you know, his resolutions were only getting about 20% of the vote. So we never thought it was a very effective strategy. And meanwhile, his refuel to the best. you know, cost taxpayers of the state, you know, well in excess of $20 billion. And just in the last 18 months, you know, New York State lost, you know, probably about $600 million just from Exxon alone. And, you know, for the last decade, you know, the fossil fuel companies have been the worst performing sector
0: Of of, of
1: Wall Street. And so while we started this campaign because we thought it was morally wrong um, for the state to seek the profit from the destruction of life on the planet, uh, as we went on, we also realized it was actually a disaster for the taxpayers who were the ones actually responsible for the state pension plan, um, unlike many other states. Uh, It was a disaster for the state for Tom DiNapoli to continue to refuse to divest. And I, in fact, thought that perhaps, you know, we should go sue him for violating his fiduciary responsibility by failing to divest. But I think finally the, you know, complaints by citizens about his failure to divest, the terrible track record of the financial community, I mean, of the fossil fuel company, um, you know, losing money. And then finally the fact that the bill that we introduced six years ago was about to pass we've gotten a hundred sponsors in the legislature. You know when we started the campaign, we always knew the legislature would be resistant to pushing Tom on the vestment because people may forget that Tom was not elected as controller initially. he was appointed controller by the legislature when he was a member of the legislature. Um, after the, the prior controller had been forced to resign over some corruption issues. So he always knew that the legislature would be reluctant, especially the leadership, to pass a bill to force him to act on it. But we thought if we could get 50 legislators to co-sponsor the bill, that would be enough to convince him to time to move. We went well past 50, 60, 70. He still refused to move. Two years ago, the governor came out and called him, uh, to divest. In fact, that was very critical in convincing the uh, New York City government to divest once um, this, the governor came out and supported divestment. But Tom DiNapoli just dug his heels in and refused to divest up until, you know, just uh, last month.
0: So has New York City divested from fossil fuels?
1: They've agreed to divest. Uh,
0: Our uh, proposal always
1: was to give uh, a five-year grace period once they committed to divest, to actually divest, to to make sure they were properly crossing all the you know T's and dotting the I's. You know, you're talking about you know five six billion dollars needed to be moved. Uh, You know, frankly, I thought that was a little bit too long, but you know they were concerned. Well, you know, if um, if everybody knows we're going to divest from Exxon tomorrow, maybe that depresses the prices and we lose money that way. So give us a you know a long period of time to do the actual divestment so that we can you know time it so it doesn't have a negative impact upon the market. And we stepped over backwards and we kept on amending the bill to give more and more safeguards to the controller. Um, I mean, but, you know, unfortunately, I I just think the controller really did not listen to the scientists, did not do his own financial analysis, but, you know, listen to these, you know, sort of Wall Street people he brings in to advise him And and frankly, they just um, refuse to recognize that not only is, you know, invest in, in fossil fuel companies destroying life on the planet. And we would say, does it really make much sense for, you know, in fact, you know, my family, you know, we get a state pension. My wife was a state worker. Does it really make sense for us to get a little, you know, 15 cents more on our investments if, in fact, our society is going to fall apart? You're destroying the planet. You're destroying New York. You're driving like Hurricane Sandy, which is causing – You know, $50, $60 billion of damage doesn't make any sense. Um, And then it didn't make any sense when it became very clear that it was a bad financial investment for the taxpayers. And, you know, New York is unusual in that um, we have a constitutional requirement, the only state in the country that has it, that treats public pensions as a contractual obligation. So even if the state pension is so grossly mismanaged, that it would be losing money, the taxpayers would be the ones that would have to step in and 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 save it. So the you know the employees and the unions weren't at risk, which is good. Um, but unfortunately, you know the uh, controller didn't really pay attention to the needs of the taxpayers for some reason.
0: Has there been many states who have divested from fossil fuels?
1: No, New York was really the first state. There had been a bunch of cities, and, in fact, um, I forget the exact number, but I think we're over 1,200 various institutions worldwide have agreed to divest somewhere around $16 um, trillion, not billion, but uh, $16 trillion. Uh, A number of countries have agreed to divest. Uh, Ireland agreed to divest. in fact, when uh, Ireland last year agreed to invest, Bill McKibben, one of the leaders of 350, called me up and said, hey, you know, why don't you go over to uh, Tom Donapis and uh, give him a six-pack of Guinness. And I'll tweet out the picture of you trying to give, you know, Donapis a six-pack of Guinness to highlight Ireland divesting. And the security guards, oh, no, 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 we we can't take anything like that. It's, you know, it's not legal for the – um, controller to accept any gifts we said this is, this isn 't a gift this is a this is a study aid to help him understand why he needs uh, to divest so um very interesting the village of uh, Cooperstown uh, was one of the uh, governments in uh, New York State uh, that already agreed to divest and what was interesting wow. about that is that the divestment campaign was led by a former vice president of Exxon and when he got elected to the village board out there in Cooperstown he said uh, oh we got to divest. we got to get rid of any investment in fossil fuels so we can protect you know the um you know our local uh, tax uh, money and, and actually the um a number of the employees of Exxon uh have sued Exxon uh saying that their misbehavior Um, was jeopardizing their pension and that they wanted the courts to, you know, reward them, to hold them harmless against uh, Exxon's actions. And remember, of course, um, just a couple years ago, uh, the state attorney general, um, you know, tried to use New York state law um, to sue Exxon, you know, overlying to the American people for 30 years about the reality of climate change. I mean, you had... The Exxon scientists, you know, you know, sitting down and with with the bosses and say, hey, boss, I got a little problem here. Um, you know, if we continue to burn fossil fuels, we're going to destroy life on the planet, and that doesn't seem to, to be us to be a good business strategy. And you know, this might be a good time to you know sort of begin to move away from fossil fuels and and move into renewable energy so that we have a sustainable future for the company. And this was the Exxon's own scientist saying this. This is 30 years ago, and Exxon just basically, you know, covered it up, and they basically paid, you know, so-called scientists to put out false science, um, you know, about it. And you know, there are more and more lawsuits being taken. New York City's taking lawsuits, a bunch of cities in California, to really try to hold these um, fossil fuel companies liable for the billions, I'm sorry, trillions, dollars worth of damage they have done um, from climate change. Because they knew all along what, what they were doing was was bad for life on the planet, but they continued to do it because they were just concerned about, you know, their, you know, annual, you know, salary as the head of Exxon and, and these other companies.
0: So what does uh, divesting from fossil fuels mean to New Yorkers? Well, it's going to protect –
1: well, assuming he moves quickly enough. I mean, for instance, um, in New York City, uh, right after the um, 400,000 People's Climate March, it was that, about five years ago, you know, we did get the uh, city to divest at that point from coal. Coal had lost so much money uh, at that point in terms of value that, you know – you know, they really moved too late to really protect uh, the taxpayers. And, you know, Tom Napoli did, you know, about oh, maybe eight months ago or so, did divest from fossil fuels. He sort of delayed his feet on that. So, I mean, the reality is that these pension managers are really moving so slowly that you're not even sure by the time they divest, the you know, how much money will be left in the investment. As I said, just at Exxon in the last 18 months, I mean, the state used to have over a billion dollars in Exxon, and they haven't sold any of the stock, but the value is you know now down to about um you know four hundred million so you know hopefully, and as I said, you know if he had divested ten years ago, the state um pension fund would have you know well over you know maybe about another twenty three to twenty five billion dollars in assets, so each the pension holders have about twenty thousand dollars more of assets. To protect their pensions, so you hope that it you know it does happen in a timely enough fashion to protect the taxpayers, but you know it, it it's also we you know we we need to end the error of fossil fuels and you know one of the things we're doing right now um we sort of belatedly discovered that the teachers outside of New York City had their own pension fund outside of the uh, common pension fund that the uh, um Com- controller operate so we are trying to work with the um you know teachers now um you know to get them um you know to divest so they we we made a presentation to their uh, board of directors um, I don't know 3 4 months ago and they had their own outside investor BlackRock Financial Investors came in And they said a very similar message to the Board of Trustees, not that the Board has taken any action lately, but, you know, they said that um, you have to get out of investment in fossil fuels, that um, if you want to survive uh, in this country economically and you want to have investments that return some profit on you, you have to invest in companies that are sustainable. And fossil fuel companies are, are not sustainable and that you have to change your investment tactics. I mean, the reason why, you know, people had invested in fossil fuels for so many years is that they gave a very steady dividend. About 5% a year of your investment came back as a dividend. And that was considered a great way to have a core you know, part of your, um, you know, pension. So, hey, this big company worked a lot of money, giving us a dividend every five years, uh, five, um, you know, every year for 5% helps, you know, our thing. But the reality is these companies have not been making money much in, in recent years, and they've been basically, you know, cannibalizing themselves in order to maintain, you know, those, uh, the 5% dividend. But, you know, companies like Chevron in the last year have just said, you know we can't do this anymore. We're losing, we're losing too much money. We're losing too much value. We can't, you know, um, you know ma- ma- maintain these um, dividends. Um, and you know we we, we just need to, to to get out of this while while we possibly can. And we hope that you know that you know the pension fund. You know one that I always tell people. You know I met with the head of the state. Energy and Research Development Authority about maybe three years ago when she came in to take over that, that agency, NYSERDA, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, what can be done to uh, help expand the um, use of renewable energy in New York State. New York State has a terrible, terrible track record of building wind and solar, unfortunately. And one of the things she pointed out to me, she said, did you know that in, – and in, in one of the places where New York State has been terrible about has been the development of offshore wind. You know, we're finally starting to move on that. But, you know, Europe has been so much better on offshore wind. And one of the things she pointed out to me, it was – in Europe, it's been the public pension funds which have really driven the development of offshore wind because they could make good money by um, – developing offshore wind. So that would help the pension. So the pension public pension funds have been financing the offshore wind development. And it also creates a lot of new jobs for people and it lowers electric bills while you know trying to reduce climate change. So you're hoping that you know we're going to move to a more sustainable future and instead of you know trying to keep these companies afloat like Exxon, which by the way was thrown out of uh down Joe's recently uh, used to be the core of Dow Jones, but Dow Jones, you know, said you've lost so much value we're dropping you out of the uh, Dow Jones index. But that, right. you know, you use the pension fund to, um, you know, help create jobs and help build a better life for people and get a good, you know, rate of return. The fact that these investors have stuck their heads in the sand for the last decade while these fossil fuel companies were tanking and losing money besides ignoring the damage they were doing to the climate, was just really financially irresponsible. And and, and frankly, I think criminally irresponsible. I really think these investors have violated their fiduciary duties. I think there really needs to be an investigation as to why these uh, government bureaucrats continue to put money, you know, into these fossil fuel companies, even as it was very clear that not only were they losing money, but, you know, the world leaders in Paris five years ago said, listen, Fossil fuel is killing us. We're not going to survive. We have to stop using fossil fuels. And even as the world leaders, and Tom and spoke in Paris five years ago, but even as the world leaders said, stop using fossil fuels, for some reason these investors, you know, argued, oh, this, this is a good way to protect the assets of our taxpayers and our employees is by putting money into these fossil fuel companies that the world has just agreed to get rid of. It's pretty incredible.
0: So when you ran against the Napoleon and you raised this issue, what was his reaction to whenever you would raise it?
1: Well, I mean, as I said, he basically argued, I want to give, I want to use the voting power of my uh, stock in Exxon to pass resolutions to make Exxon behave better. And as I pointed out, well, you can't do that legally. You cannot use, under the Federal Security and Exchange Commission rules, any uh, shareholder resolution that actually talks about what the company is doing, like burning fossil fuels, you cannot enact. And so after – but he continued to do it, and his sort of big victory was to get Exxon to agree to do a report as to whether burning fossil fuels, uh, you know, poses a climate risk and was this a good strategy for the company. And even Tom DiNapoli agreed that the report that Exxon did was a joke, you know, it wasn't worth the cost of the paper it was printed upon – but he continued to do it. And, in fact, you know, often, you know, these ex these uh, fossil fuel companies literally, um, you know, put Tom DiNapoli's photo in their annual reports because they, you know, they touted him as the poster child of, you know, responsible pension managers standing up against these climate activists. Now, I've been saying a lot of bad things about Tom DiNapoli. But I've always said Tom DiNapoli you know when he was a state legislator was a very good environmentalist and you know he has agreed now to to move um out of fossil fuels and he was the first state pension manager uh to do that and and we hope that this is now really going to lead to other state pension managers across the country to following his lead and that this really you know, becomes a moment of change where the, you know, financial industry, you know, uh, finally begins to say, stop investing in, in fossil fuels. And, and to be honest, um, I think Goldman Sachs six months ago came out and told their investors to dump Exxon and not to invest in fossil fuels. So I think there are a lot of them, you know, the financial community has been moving away, From fossil fuels, but you know, hopefully Tom will provide some real leadership. And now that Tom has, you know, made that decision, that okay, um, we should, you know, I say he did not agree to divest. What he agreed to do was to examine the present direct holdings that the um, state pension fund somewhere between six to twelve billion dollars, between how you count. He's going to contact each one of these companies and say, do you have a plan to reduce your climate risk? Do you have a plan to move to, you know, a sustainable energy future based on renewable energy, energy conservation? And if you have a business plan, we'll continue to invest in you. And if you don't, we're going to sell your stock. And he did do that already with Cole and, you know, pretty much get rid of the Cole Holens. And now he's doing tar sands. So he is moving, you know, slowly, you know, you know through this. Um, so we applauded him for doing that. Um, it took eight years to convince him to take that position, but he's the first state pension manager to do that. And, he, you know, he does deserve some credit for doing that. As I say, we hope that other, You know, government bureaucrats running these public pension plans will quickly follow suit. Though, you know, we said the same thing three years ago when New York City became the first big city, not the first city, but the first big city in the United States to do it. But it didn't really result as much in change in behavior as we had hoped.
0: So we just have about a minute left. Why don't you give yourself a little plug? Well, I mean, people want more information, they
1: can go to org, And we also have now uh, org because now we've got to go uh, at the uh, Teachers Pension Fund, uh, which has been dragging uh, the hills on it. And if people want to find out more information about other things we're working on around climate change, Green Education and Legal Fund, our website is G E L F. Uh, dot org. You can also follow us on Facebook, and uh, that's Mark Dunley, and we do a lot of climate stuff on um, the org. if people want to check that out.
0: Mark, thank you so much. Happy New Year. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll talk again, Mark. Have a great day.